Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
listening to the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter. Great to be with you. Happy Wednesday. We got a huge show for you tonight. Um, thank you for all tuning in last night as well. It was great. We had a great show. Great guests on. We got a lot. Got a lot talked about. Uh, tonight we will be having special guest, um, president of the London Center for Policy Research, Herb London, will be calling in. Um, Mike Zola will be calling in shortly. Uh, president Trump spoke on Long Island today, discussed MS-13, which we will be getting into. Uh, a lot of North Korea uh, things that we will be getting into as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a very a very uh, eventful day. I I uh, want to start with on uh, Trump this morning, um, and we all know uh, the FBI. Uh, you know, as of yesterday, it was reported that uh, you know there was an informant uh, hired by the Obama administration to spy on Trump and to uh, you know cause. I mean, that, this is the biggest political scandal in, in history. This is worse than Watergate. This makes Watergate look like chopped liver. I mean, the, the fact that Obama, and we all know why Obama did this. I said this on my show yesterday. Obama felt threatened by his, by, he, he didn't want his legacy to go to waste. He wanted to make sure Hillary won so he could continue with his legacy. And he was, he was worried about Trump, and he knew Trump was gaining momentum. And he, Obama, did the dirtiest of the dirtiest. And, you know, for all those people out there, all those stupid fucking liberals that praise Obama and suck his dick and and think he's the greatest thing, and, uh, you know, you play all this identity politics bullshit and think this guy can do no wrong because he speaks to you so well and he can talk, he can talk, and he can talk, Obama. The guy, you know what, I'll give him that. He's a good speaker. But he made the black community worse, and he made all, all he made more poverty for everyone in this country. And when I hear black people say he's their messiah, I'm like, what the fuck did he do for you? I'm like, just because he's black, you voted for him. And you know what? Please tell me what did what did he do for you except make make the make make the black community more poorer? And what did he do for Chicago? He made sure, I mean, he didn't do anything for his home city, and now they're building museums after. It's just ridiculous. But, uh, you know, Trump this morning, I'm getting back to what I was talking about. Trump, you know, talks about he did the country a great service by firing Comey. Um, here's what he said this morning. One, two. When they look Listen. at the documents, uh, I think people are going to see a lot of bad things happen. I hope it's not so, because if it is, there's never been anything like it in the history of our country. I hope, I mean, if you look at Clapper, he sort of admitted that they had spies in the campaign yesterday inadvertently but i hope it's not true but it looks like it is i think james comey's got a lot of problems if you look at what he did if you look at all of the lies the tremendous lies if you look at all that's going on i think james comey's got a lot of problems now at some point they have an ig report and then let's see what James Comey has to say, but I assume he's covered in the IG report. But if you look at what he said, all of the lies, all of the fiction, I think he's got a lot of problems. Well, I don't want to get into it yet, but I will tell you after we look at, after we look at the proof, 
would he know? I would certainly hope not. But I think it's going to be pretty obvious after a while. We're going now to talk about MS-13 with the great police officers. We're going out to Long Island. I don't know. Are you coming with us? Is anybody? No? It's going to be very exciting. No, no. No, no. We're not undercutting. We're cleaning everything up. This was a terrible situation. What we're doing is we're cleaning everything up. It's so important. Amen. What I'm doing is a service to this country. And I did a great service to this country by firing James Comey. And, excuse me, a lot of people have said it. And you go into the FBI, and a lot of those great people working in the FBI, they will tell you, I did a great service to our country by firing James Comey. I want them all to get together, and I want them, because everybody wants to solve. But a lot of bad things have happened. We now call it Spygate. You're calling it Spygate. A lot of bad things have happened. I want them all to get together. They'll sit in a room. Hopefully, they'll be able to work it out among themselves. Amen. Very well said. I mean, you couldn't... Um uh, you know, said it any better. I mean, we, you know, with what's going on, you know, absolutely Trump did a, a America a huge service by firing James Comey. Um, and we all know Comey. I mean, Comey's going around playing the victim, you know, trying to turn, turn Comey, Comey's trying to turn this on Trump with all his tweets and Comey's tweets. And, you know, Trump is absolutely right. You know, Trump, uh, knows Comey's dirty, knows all these guys at the FBI are dirty. We are cleaning shop. We are, we are totally, uh, you know, doing, doing this the right way. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, Democrats want to bitch and say obstruction of justice and want to complain and want to, you know, get all over Trump for firing Comey, Hillary Clinton would have done the same thing. So it, it's, you know, you know, just because Hillary would have only done it just because of what he did to her, what Comey did to her a couple of weeks before the election when he came out and announced that they were investigating the emails. That's the only reason she would have fired him. And she would have loved the corruption. Hillary's all in with the corruption. But my point is the fact that the FBI was lying to us for so damn long and we were so tricked and we were so misled and we were so um, – we were told lies right to our face by the Obama administration on several occasions, on several occasions. And there's all these people, there's all these sheep that believe James Comey, that believe this dishonest and, 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 and untrustworthy and totally, um, you know, just terrible. I mean, these people at the FBI are as bad as it gets. I mean, this is, this is like the mafia. I mean, this is no fucking joke, everybody. I can't, you know, I can't even believe um, that we are in this situation. I mean, this, like, the fact that Obama did more in one year of corruption 
the Nixon ever. I mean, the Nixon did that. Nixon, I mean, the whole Obama thing. Obama, his whole his whole legacy, his whole corruption, and they got Nixon for one. Richard Nixon for one small thing. Richard Nixon was never impeached, but he resigned because he knew Richard Nixon knew they were probably going to you know impeach him. But how is Obama getting all this special treatment from from the FBI and Hillary Clinton? And they're able to, um, you know, spy on, on, on the Trump campaign. And, you know, they, they felt threatened all along. You know, as arrogant and ignorant the Democrats acted throughout this campaign, they felt threatened by Trump. And they know this. They know Trump was waking up the American people to, to the reality, to what was really going on. Um. I mean, and we're looking at all of all of what's going on, and President Trump continues to prove his critics wrong on a daily basis. President Trump continues to prove his critics wrong on a daily basis. They say, oh, no, Trump can't do that. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Trump's dreaming. What does Trump do? He delivers. Trump has, has everything Trump says he'll do, he does. And the media has laughed at him for it, and then he proves them wrong every single time. I mean, Trump is a profound machine like we've never seen before. I mean, this guy is as patriotic and American as they get in this life, and he's the best president of all time. In one year, he's done more than any president in history. You look at facts, you look at statistics, you look at what, you look at what he's done, nobody could do what he, does, he has done. This is absolutely it's mind blowing, you know. And I've said this on my show many times. He's fulfilled seventy percent. That's yeah, that's right, people. Seventy seven zero percent of his legacy in one year of his promises of what he, of what he promised the American people. Most presidents don't even fulfill ten or twenty percent when they leave office after eight years. But Mike Zola, welcome to the show, man. How are you? My co-host, New Jersey. What's going on, man? Good to have you. Good to be here, bro. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing well. A lot going on, obviously. You know, this whole FBI informant thing. You know, imagine if uh, Bush would have spied on the Obama campaign. Imagine if if a Republican would have spied on on Hillary's campaign. You know, imagine the outrage. It would still be on the news. Yeah. And, and they're not even talking, like, they're barely even talking about it. And I was watching CNN headline news last night, Anderson Cooper. Um, but I was watching him, and he was basically trying to say, oh, Trump's just making this up. And all these leftist liberal media networks are trying to say that Trump is, is making this into a, something that it's not. And they're living in such denial. It's disgraceful. Have these morons not learned anything If I recall, Donald Trump tweeted out uh, a while ago that the Obama administration was spying on him. And what happened? Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon and these morons, these these leftist rejects, these fools, these left-wing propagandists, what did they do? They called Trump a liar. They mocked him. They said he was making it up. And what happened? He was right. Paul Manafort, who was his campaign manager, was wiretapped. That is spying on his campaign. And now we find out the FBI sent an informant 
into the campaign to, uh, I guess, you know, infiltrate the campaign to try to talk to people to find out about, uh, you know, if there's been conversations with Russian officials. I mean, this is like this. This makes Watergate look like a joke. This is the biggest political scandal in American history. And I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter that the media is not going to cover it. Because guess what? This is big, big stuff. At the end of the day, John Brennan, James Comey, James Clapper, these people are going away. I don't know how long. I don't know exactly, you know, what they'll be charged with. But I can tell you this right now, that John Brennan, I think he will be the first to actually get arrested because this guy, he just spews his venom on social media all day about Trump, and he just builds the case for for us. It's so obvious how much they hate Trump that it seems so uh, – that it makes sense why they would want to try to prevent this man from being the president. You think these people would be smart and like Comey and Brennan – and they wouldn't go on, uh, you know, Twitter and, and do two or three tweets a day about how uh, dangerous Donald Trump is, how, uh, you know, crazy he is, how he's a dictator, how he's ruining everything. You think these guys would just shut their mouths, but they're just proving our point that there is right. a faction in the United States government under Barack Obama, which many of them are still in, the, in their positions and they have to be removed, that... You can call it the deep state, the establishment that wants this president out. They tried to get this president to lose, and it didn't work. And if Hillary Clinton became president, we wouldn't know any of this. We wouldn't have a country. We wouldn't have a country. Donald Trump was spied on. Yeah, we wouldn't have a country left, you know, and and all this stuff would have never came out, you know, all the corruption, you know, and, and we've seen so much corruption come out, whether it's from Hollywood or whether it's from Washington, D.C., but um, real quick, I want to uh, – somebody's on the line. Uh, thank you for calling the Rory Sauter Show. Am I speaking with our uh, special guest, Herb London? You are indeed. How are you, Herb? Um, everybody, this is the president of the London Center for Policy Research. He's also a best-selling author, and he's uh, you know, been in the political realm and uh, industry for many, many years. And uh, we're very glad to have him on the show tonight. Uh, thank you for coming on, Herb. How are you? I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well as, as, as well. Thank, thank you, Herb. Um, great to have you here. We ob- I obviously have a lot of questions for you. Um, you know, you tell us about yourself, first of all. I want to know, you know, your background, uh, you know, in the politics uh, arena, because I know it's quite long. You know, you've, you've, uh, have, an, have an impressive resume. Uh, you've done quite a bit. Um, yeah, I just want to hear, you know, a little bit of your background. Well, I, uh, I was at New York University for many years, uh, the dean of a college at the university. I ran for political office in New York. Uh, it was a rather quixotic uh, run. I ran for mayor of New York City. There are about 10 Republicans in New York, but I did run for mayor of New York City. And then I ran for governor of New York State. I also ran for controller in New York State. So I've had a little political experience. Uh, after leaving the university, I was the president of the Hudson Institute for 14 years, and now have my own center, the London Center for Policy Research. Very, very impressive. And uh, my co-host, who's on the line with me, he's from uh, New Jersey. Um, so, you're, and you're 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 out of New York, correct, yes, uh, uh, Herb? 
I'm out of New York City. That is correct. Very, very New nice. Jersey's so, a liberal, a liberal hellhole. <laughs> well, there are about ten, as I said, ten Republicans in New York. When I ran for <laughs> governor, uh, and I ran on a third-party line, the conservative line, in large part because the Republicans, five minutes to midnight, decided they would give the nomination to someone who promised ten million dollars. Of course, he did not deliver on the $10 million. Nonetheless, I wanted to teach the Republicans a lesson. So I ran as a conservative, and I generated more votes than any third-party candidate running for governor in American history. Wow. Amazing. No way. Really? Yeah, more than, more than Upton Sinclair in California, more than Weicker in, in Connecticut, more than uh, Jesse Ventura in uh, Minnesota. So... Again, Very those good. guys won, and I didn't, but I generated more votes than they did. Very impressive. Zolo, I know you have a question. Go ahead. Well, I just, you know, it's very impressive that you got that amount of votes, but at the end of the day, it is almost impossible to um, win as a conservative uh, in as anything in uh, New Jersey, let alone New York. I mean, these places, I mean, look at New York City. I mean, I just want to ask you about this real quick. Andrew Cuomo just recently <laughs> released 24,000. Andrew Cuomo, this guy should be deported. This He's a guy joke. Released, do you see what this guy did? He released. He, he uh, gave early releases to a lot of guys. 24,000 felons are now allowed to vote, okay? Now, get this. There's a guy named Herman Bell. If no one knows, look him up. In the 1970s, I believe, he murdered... He ambushed two New York City police officers, and as of today, he's a free man in New York, and he can vote. This is what's going on in New York. And Andrew Cuomo and these people, Bill de Blasio, they're destroying the state. And uh, I just want to get your thoughts on the 24,000 felons that can now vote. And by the way, these are scumbags. These are not little Mr. Innocent people. Herman Bell is a thug. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, these people have no right to walk into a voting booth. But what you have, of course, in New York State is Erdogan, who is your governor, and Raul Castro, who is your mayor. And so what, what do you expect? No, no, you're absolutely right. But at the end of the day, I mean, you would think, I mean, Andrew Cuomo, the guy's running for re-election. I mean, I guess New York is just this far left now. I mean, the liberals, liberals on well, the street... Well, no, 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 no. Say, you, you know, a part of the problem is that People generally do not understand the politics in the state. One of the things that is very interesting about New York is that New York State uh, is largely a conservative state. But it's four counties that account for the success. Those are downstate five, six counties. The four counties downstate, Albany and Westchester County. That's where the population centers are. But it's important to understand that the rest of the state is rather conservative. Now, one of the things that happens in a place like New York City is that only 25% of eligible voters turned out in the last election. That is the lowest turnout of eligible voters in the city's history. As a consequence, you look at that 25%, 83% of the 25% were made up of union members. That is the teachers' union and 1199. These people selected the mayor. So it had nothing to do with a democratic choice. It was clearly right. unions who made that decision. 
No, you're right. Uh, well, I would, I would, I would uh, follow up on that, and I would say, you know, I, I would think a lot of the liberals in New York, I, I, you know, I don't like talking bad about people, but I got to say, I probably would assume that many of them don't really know that 24,000 felons could vote. I mean, who would sit there and say, oh, no, Herman Bell should definitely be allowed to vote? I mean, this is a serious thing. This guy murdered two police officers. This should be all over the news, and yet it's nowhere. Well, and that's not true. There was a Post editorial about it and a Daily News editorial about it. So uh, there have been some, some stories about Mr. Bell and his eligibility for voting. It's also true that the uh, ethics committee that was organized to look into state politics was suspended by, uh, by uh, Andrew Cuomo. And that in itself demonstrates a good deal about where Andrew Cuomo is coming from. No, no, I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me try to phrase what I said better. For example, let me give you an example. When President Trump pardoned Joe Arpaio, CNN played it for about a week straight. Okay? I don't see CNN covering Andrew Cuomo allowing Herman Bell to vote. So I didn't mean, you know, the New York Post or whatever. I'm not saying it hasn't been covered at all. I'm generally speaking about the bias by CNN and MSNBC. I mean, just just think about when Trump pardoned Joe Arpaio. I mean, everywhere I go, on every time I look at CNN, they're still talking about it. Trump pardons right, racist, right. biggest racist. Yet Andrew Cuomo, a guy who ambushed, set up two police officers and shot them in the back of the head, I believe, can vote now. And Andrew Cuomo's brother works at CNN. Maybe that's why it's not being covered. So I didn't mean it's not covered at all. I should have been more clear, but but I was just trying to get that point out. Well, you've made it clear. I mean, I think that it is an outrage, and I couldn't agree with you more. Well, one hundred percent, absolutely. You know, and here here's the thing about you know we we have Herb. I want to ask you a very important question. In your in your own opinion, you know you, you know you you study this stuff, and you know there there's a lot going on right now. How? A couple questions. Number one, how do you think these Democrats are getting the authority? Because our constitu our constitution, our laws do not give illegals the right to vote. So how are these Democrats overriding? And and do I mean how? Just can you please like kind of. You know, uh, spe- you know, specify some of this for me. It is all being done through government decree. It has nothing at all to do with constitutional provisions. These are governors, like the governor of Alaska, governor of Virginia, who decided to act in this manner. It's had nothing at all to do with our constitution. Every single day, the Democrats have been violating the constitution, at least uh, the the de facto, if not the de jure dimensions of the Constitution. So, again, nothing surprises me about the Democratic Party. It is a party that's lost its way. It is not only hardcore left. It is a party that does not have an agenda. The agenda is a kind of quasi-Marxist agenda, following right in the footsteps of Obama. So, again, what is left, what is left to the party? Very, very little. It is not the party of Scoop Jackson it is not the party of Hubert Humphrey. It's not even the party of JFK. You know, and I always say there has not been a good Democrat uh, in office since JFK. 
he would he would be a conservative today, and I always say this, he would be a Trump supporter because he would he would not be for the radicalization uh, of all of what's coming from the left. Well, yeah, this is interesting speculation, but of course we just don't know. Um, you, you know, but the and, Democrats and he, cannot win. The Democrats cannot win on only impeach Donald Trump. We're not Donald Trump. At the end of the day, people want results. Tax cuts are results. Regulations being cut are results. You can't just keep saying, oh, we're not Trump. Impeach Trump. Maxine Waters, the woman can't even speak English. Oh, God. Impeach 45. Oh, God. Impeach 45. This is not a campaign. This is not a winning party. I'm sorry. I don't see a blue wave. I see a red wave. Not maybe, You know, whatever it's going to be, I don't see how the Democrats run on Trump is the worst, Trump is Hitler, and vote for us. I just don't see how they're going to win the midterms. I could be Mikey, wrong. Mikey, you know, but... Hey, Herb, real quick, real quick. Mike, you bring up a good point, and I want to bring this up to Herb. Hey, Herb, there, and you, you study this stuff, Herb. There was a new poll out yesterday, and now uh, for the first time, the GOP uh, is up in the midterm polls by six. Let me remind you, they were, they were losing by double. The, the Democrats were leading by double digits a few weeks ago. So I want to get your thoughts on that, and it kind of goes into what uh, Mike just said. Look, let, let me uh, put it to you this way. The Democratic Party, as I indicated to you a moment ago, does not have an agenda. On the other hand, if you were to look at policies in the United States and just talk to the American people about the policies, all of the surveys seem to suggest you get a 70% approval rating. But then if you talk about Donald Trump, the president, and you talk about the tweets and the way in which he conducts himself and sometimes the vulgarian language as well as the, uh, the buffoonery, he gets a 42% approval rating. So there's a significant dichotomy between Donald Trump, the president, and the policies he's instituted. In the end, I think that the American people will be savvy enough to support the Republican Party. But you can't be entirely sure about that. And the reason why you can't be sure, the antipathy to Donald Trump, based on CNN and the New York Times and the constant drumbeat that this man is bringing about a fascist America, uh, that is, uh, is something that cannot be overlooked. Oh yeah, but oh, at the end of the day, power. at the end of the day, I mean, where 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 I live, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of liberals and stuff, but I have a lot of family down south, and it's just a different vibe there. Trump is is love down there. It's it's different, so you have to take that in effect too. Look, the the way Trump conducts himself, frankly, I I like it. I don't care. I like what he does. I like what he says. I really don't give a shit. I am so done. With, with political correctness and all these people talking straight, and then they do, the, whatever, they do the complete opposite. At the end of the day, I think most American people are going to say, you know what, yeah, he might, he might say stuff sometimes I don't like, or he might you know, conduct himself in this way, whatever. But guess what? He's cut, he cut taxes. He's doing all this. He rips up the Iran deal. He moved the, uh, the embassy to Israel. He's doing it to uh, Jerusalem. He's, he's keeping his promises. This is a president that is moving at a fast pace. And if people don't see that, I don't know. You know, you got to stop watching CNN at some point. That being said, there are people that are brainwashed. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like down south and in Michigan and Ohio, he's looking really good in those places, as far as the polls can tell. Polls, who knows? You know, do you trust them? I don't know. Well, I, I, don't, I don't trust the polls. And, again, it's very difficult to know how the vote 
voting public is going to respond in an off-year election. I can tell you, based on experience, that the incumbent always faces difficulty in an off-year. And I worry about that. I agree with your analysis of Trump. I do not agree with your analysis of the American people. I think, by and large, it's not a question of brainwashing. It is a question of half the country is going to vote for the Democratic Party if they run, if they run Dumbo on the, on the Democratic line. And so that, that's a problem that you face. There are so many people who have a Trump, what I, I call the, the anti-Trump syndrome, and suffering from this anti-Trump syndrome, that it's very, very difficult to know how they will respond in an election, even though they've been the beneficiaries of tax cuts and uh, all of the reforms that have occurred in Washington, D.C. Anyone looking at the first year would have to say Donald Trump is among the most successful of our contemporary presidents. I mean, you can't compare him to people like Obama or Clinton, where he's been far superior in every way. However, that and does not take into account the personality traits that many people find offensive. Well, well said. And real quick, I want to I just want to touch on that, and I'll let uh, Mike respond. You know, I you know there's you know and and Herb, Herb I really want to you know ask you about this in, in details because if you recall, you know a lot of people said. Hillary, there's no way Donald Trump can win the presidency. This is not going to happen. History just does not say so. And it, we all remember there was a, a bunch of polls. There was a New York Times poll out like a week before the election saying, Donald, Donald Trump, 3% chance of winning. Hillary Clinton, 97% chance of winning. I mean, we, had all, we have all of this, you know, and everybody was doubting Trump winning. And Trump proved everybody wrong, and he made history, and he proved history wrong. And what I think is going to happen in these midterms coming up is history is going to be proven wrong again, and there's going to be a huge red wave because I, people are – what I see and what I observe is people are so drawn to Donald Trump because he's bipartisan in the sense that he doesn't – you know, he'll do whatever he thinks is right for America. He won't necessarily – you know, because a lot of these Republicans don't have, you know, some of these Republicans don't have the best policies, and we know there's a lot of rhinos. But Donald Trump isn't so much political with the decisions. It's more of what's right for America, what, what's right for the people. You know, he's not out for himself, and people are starting to see that. We saw millions of Democrats vote for Donald Trump. You know, we've seen, uh, we, we've seen the crowds, and, you know, a lot of these candidates in the midterm elections coming up, I could just see the excitement of, you know, especially if Trump endorses whatever candidate, that, you know, this red wave will come because people don't want to lose this mega agenda and all the great things that are happening, including the tax cuts, you know, all, all this stuff, everything he's done, building the wall, keeping immigration safe, you know, uh, all, all of the above. But what are your thoughts? Because the, the Democrats, again, like you said, have no agenda. They have no merit. You know, it's all anti-Trump at their rally. That's all they talk about is how Trump's the enemy. They'll say Trump's sexist. They'll say Trump's a Nazi, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, how, how do you respond to that? I, I just 
I just think people have woken up to, you know, and, and CNN, uh, a new report came out. They've lost 30% of viewership, 30% of viewership. Well, when you say that the people have awakened to the extraordinary developments that have occurred in the last year, yeah, I find I, it I mean, kind of interesting. But let real, me just make quick. one point. Let, let, oh, me, yeah. okay. let me just make one Go point. Ahead. If, in fact, you were to look at the unemployment rate for black youths under 25, it is the lowest rate ever accorded. Ever. Ever. Donald Trump has done more than all the other presidents. And Latinos, as well. Now, isn't it interesting that even though that accomplishment is quite extraordinary, something that black leaders have been talking about for years, now finally yeah. accomplished, you will not hear a Reverend Sharpton or, for that matter, a Jesse Jackson get up on the stage and say, isn't that a great accomplishment by our president? So when you you're tell right. me that the people have awakened, I don't know which people you're referring to. Is it black? I'm talking about Is it Hispanics? Well, here, I mean, all I'm saying, I know, I get your point. I get your point. Well, here, all I'm saying is, and I hope yeah. you're right, and I like to think you're right, but a lot will be determined by who turns out in 2018 and whether, in fact, the uh, off-year elections lead to a Republican majority in the House and the Senate. The, the reason I brought up the black, the black thing, because there was a poll out about a week or two ago when Kanye came out and supported Trump, uh, black uh, approval for Trump doubled in one week. So, and we all know if Democrats lose more than uh, 10% of the black vote nationwide, they are screwed. They haven't won the white vote since the 60s. Um, well, that's all true, but let's see what happens when the actual vote is taken. I mean, I've heard this many okay. times before. Yes. Uh, and you may remember when Dole and Kemp were running, Kemp actually made extraordinary inroads in the black community. And at the time, Dole argued that this was going to lead to a Republican victory. Well, not so fast. It did not lead to a Republican victory. Again, a lot of the assertions that you've made may be true. And again, I'm not going to challenge you because I don't have any evidence to in any way challenge the position that you've taken. And I'd like to believe that you're right. But I don't think, again, there's no way of determining what will happen until Election Day in November. But aren't there so many indications? I mean, we saw all the drop in the NFL ratings this year because, I mean, that's one of many examples. You know, we see all of these drop in ratings from stuff like the Oscars and celebrity events that all they do is bash Trump. Um, you know, all of these broadcasts like CNN that are losing all their viewership. I mean, aren't these some sort of indications? I've, again, I, I, I think they are indications, and I don't deny their existence. But as I indicated to you before, if you talk to the American people about policies, they're all in favor of the policies that have been instituted by this administration. They do not attach them to President Trump. There's an enormous disparity between the sentiment regarding this president and the sentiments regarding the policies that have been instituted by this president. That is a very, very dangerous trend. 
It's an almost 30-point difference between the two. That gap has to close. The Republican leadership understands that, but that's a big challenge. Yeah, and Herb, Herb does you know there was a new there was a new report out uh, yesterday that Republicans have raised the RNC has raised five times the amount of money uh, that the Democrats have recently raised, and the Democrats are at an all-time low for raising money, and it's the lowest since 2006. Any thoughts to that? Well, again, uh, there's a lot of time now before the election, and I never, ever underestimate the ability of the Democratic machine to raise money. Those guys know how to do it. I'm not saying that the Republicans have been successful, and Donald Trump is in New York tonight raising money from big-time donors to the Republican Party. But, uh, again, uh, the money is a factor, but Donald Trump was outspent in the last campaign and still won. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I just um, want to comment on one thing, though. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, it's just that um, I, I I don't want to sound harsh or anything, but I'm always skeptical. You know, the fact is is that Donald Trump is working wonders uh, for the black community and, and all the stuff that's happened with Kanye West coming out. But at the end of the day, I, I don't want to – I don't want to get so excited because at the end of the day, and look, I'm not saying his, his, his black approval, uh, approval by the black community hasn't increased. I'm not saying that. I don't know how much it would be. But, but blacks are so inclined to voting Democrat. They're, they're, so, they're so, I mean, look, these, this is a group of people that voted 98% for Barack Obama. So we have to be very, uh, very cautious when we speak about but my, uh, Mike, you, all, you also, Mike, but Barack Obama was a rare case for blacks voting. I mean, that was a very rare case because, you know, in, in a lot of these elections, and I, and I want to mention this to Herb real quick, and then I want you to, uh, I'll go, I, I'm sorry, Mike, for cutting you off. I just want to mention this real quick. But Herb, you know, the, there's, a, there's all these polls out that just came out that young voter, um, you know, they're just, they're not, there's no motivation there's not a lot of motivation for 2018 midterms with young voters, um, you know, as of this point. Um, I don't know if that has any relevancy right now. Um, but, you know, j- j- that I want you to touch on, Herb. But, Mike, um, just to say real quick, the Barack Obama thing with the blacks voting for him, you know, with the numbers, how high those numbers are, I don't think that I, – I don't think it's ever been that high for any other candidate. And I don't think they've rushed out. Yeah, not even Stalin. Yeah. Well, look, let me, uh, I've already indicated precisely the same point. Blacks will, in the end, if they turn out at all, and the turnout, of course, in an off-year election for the black population is very limited. But if they turn out, they're turning out for the Democratic Party. So whatever illusions you have about Trump and the good things that he's done for black youths and, and black unemployment, it's not going to have any bearing on how they vote. The second point that I would make is that the Democratic Party is now composed of the teachers' union. Teachers are going to vote with the Democratic Party, unless, of 100%. course, the Supreme Court decides in the next month that union voters can determine whether, in fact, they can pay dues or not pay dues, that that determination will be determined by the union member himself. If that happens, 
that would turn around the union movement. Assume it doesn't happen. The union vote all goes to the Democratic Party. And now you're talking about women in America. And even though I do not accept this position, young women in America embrace abortion. It was one of the reasons why they could excuse the activities of uh, President Clinton. So, again, young women, they're voting for the Democratic Party. So if you wanted me to build a constituent base for success of Democrats in 2018, I could do so very easily. Now, that doesn't mean that they win, nor does it mean that this is, in some sense, dispositive. All I'm suggesting to you is that there is a very, very appropriate theory for believing that Democrats will gain control of the House. It will be catastrophic for the Republican Party, in my judgment, because the head of the Judiciary Committee, this idiot congressman from Brooklyn, will immediately bring uh, hearings against Donald Trump. Well, this this is what I say to people all the time. I said, look, at the end of the day, a lot of people, they get comfortable because their, their presidential candidate won, so Trump won. Oh, so now they're comfortable. You know, they're not going to go out and vote. Look, everybody has to go out and vote because if the Democrats gain control of the House and the Senate, they are going to push for impeachment. There is no two ways about it. They will push for impeachment against this president. They want him out. And I just want to clear up what I was – I don't know. I'm not – you know, uh, so, Rory, I'm not saying the blacks aren't going to turn. I don't know. I'm just trying to analyze it the best I can. Uh, you know, for example, uh, this this black woman in uh, Georgia, I believe, just uh, got the Democratic uh, nomination for – for governor, she didn't win, but you know right. she won yeah. by the Democrats. I mean, if you just look at the amount of black people that came out for her, it was not based on policy, and I hate to say it, but they voted for her. They they came out in in droves because she's a black woman. And, you know, I could get a lot of flack for saying that, but at the end of the day, that's why she got so many votes. So I don't think she'll win. It's a hard, you know, Georgia's get, you know, we'll see. But I just I'm just trying to analyze it the best I can. It's it's very. I don't know what's going to happen, and maybe you know they will come out for Republicans and Trump, but well, we're going to have to see. But I, I don't think it's crazy to suggest that they've been voting so long for Democrats that it's you know it might take more time. That's all I'm saying. Right, I hear you. Um, real quick though, I want to get to a, an important point with with you, um, Herb. I want to ask you about this North Korea scenario. So, I want you know there. There's a lot of things that, you know, Trump is, you know, is doing. I mean, he's even, you know, um, I mean, he, he's made so much accommodations with Kim Jong-un. And, you know, there, there's a lot, there can be a lot on the table here. It could go either way. You know, Trump could walk away or Kim Jong-un and him could, you know, make peace and make a deal and everything could be cordial and, and we could, you know, start uh, – Start having a relationship with them. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, it's not going to be cordial, and even if there is a deal, it will be an understanding in which each party gets what it wants. But for the United States, there is a virtual guarantee that the president needs before he gets on Air Force One, and that's for North Korea to give up its nukes. 
when Pompeo met with Kim Jong-un, that's what they discussed. Since then, the Chinese have been introduced themselves into the equation by saying, well, we're all in favor of denuclearization. But for us, denuclearization is not merely North Korea giving up its nukes, but all of the peninsula giving up its nukes. Now, that's an interesting point. There are no nukes in South Korea. So what do they mean? They mean that the United States' nuclear umbrella has to be removed. The goal here on the part of the Chinese, with the North Koreans as a stalking horse, is to reduce America's influence in Asia. That's what the Chinese want. And the Chinese are willing to pay very, very heavily in order to achieve that goal. If it means more fuel, more food for North Korea, that would be fine. But that's the trap they're setting for John Bolton and Pompeo. They want to make sure that America's influence in that part of the world is significantly reduced. Will the United States fall into that trap? I don't think so. But nonetheless, that is exactly what is going on now. Now, now there's all these talks that, you know, if Kim Jong-un doesn't comply, you know, he could turn into into a a Gaddafi or a Saddam Hussein scenario. What are your thoughts on that? Look, uh, Kim Jong-un can make all of the threats in the world. If he wants to engage the United States in a direct military confrontation, we can wipe out all of those facilities. Again, it would be difficult because they've been building tunnels for 30 years, and a lot of these uh, these, uh, missiles are on mobile, mobile launchers. But nonetheless, we could do the job. He does not want to see that happen. All of the happy talk is designed to bring about a South Korea that will be as accommodating as possible. The South Koreans are living in the sunshine zone. They want to believe that North Korea has changed. North Korea has not changed. North Korea is simply singing songs from South Pacific. Happy talk, happy talk. This is all happy talk. But it has no real meaning. We'll see what happens on June 12th when the United States actually sits down and whether, in fact, the accord that was reached with Pompeo is lived up to by Kim Jong-un on that occasion. Now, do you see it in, in, your, you know, your, in your eyes, do you see it getting to the point of, you know, uh, the Saddam Hussein scenario or Gaddafi? Well, I, again, entirely different scenarios, entirely different scenarios. I don't see either one of them playing out in either that way. I think that will, what will happen here is you will see Kim either remain in power, making mm-hmm. threatening gestures, and the United yeah. States deciding at some point either will use the military option or will increase the sanctions, virtually strangholding all of the commercial activities in, uh, in North Korea and to some degree even in China. Now, okay, okay, it makes sense. I so you you in your if you had to you know if you had to you know make a a prediction um, about how you think this meeting will go, what would you say? How do you what do you, what do you think? Well, look, three weeks ago I would have said it was it's going to go very well, but it's not surprising that Kim has left North Korea only twice during the period he's been in authority. 
Both of those trips were to China. Why did he go to China? I mean, it's an obvious question that hasn't been answered by the New York Times or anyone else. Well, for me, it's very obvious. The Chinese see themselves as the hegemon in the Pacific Basin. What stands in the way for the creation of their contemporary new belt, the, 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 the famous, famous belt, the Silk Road belt, is that the United States is there and the United States' presence in both the surface vessels as well as our submarines clearly represent a threat to the Chinese as they see it. Anything that will reduce America's influence is in the interest of the Chinese. And that is exactly, exactly what will be discussed at the meeting when the North Koreans present their part of the negotiations. Right. Okay. And, and I mean, yeah, well said. Um, I, 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 do, I do real quick want to get your take on, you know, this whole FBI informant scenario that just came out, you know, in the last couple of days. This is this is worse than Watergate. I mean, this makes Watergate look like chopped liver. I've been really looking looking thoroughly into what happened. You had the Obama administration paying this guy to go and spy on the Trump campaign, and the guy was trying to get a job in the Trump campaign. And now there may not just be one informant. There's rumored to be multiple. I mean, I I this is just. Well, this is, uh, and there's no question that this is a deep state coup d'etat. And we have not experienced anything like this in our history. This is an unprecedented event. And I agree with you. I think this is much worse than Watergate. And it would demonstrate something about the desperation of the Democratic Party, but it also demonstrates something about the anti constitutional view that has now insinuated itself into democratic politics. It is an outrage. Every American should be deeply disturbed about this. Whether there are Republicans or Democrats doesn't make any difference. This is a constitutional crisis. And again, if we allow this to pass without penalties being opposed, without people going to prison, we have been making a terrible mistake for our country and our future. Absolutely. Uh, so, Mike, I know you wanted to touch on this real quick. Well, look, I'm going to have to run, guys. So this is going okay. to be the last question. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Well, I was just – I just wanted to say that there is no president in the history of America who has been treated so unfairly, a complete witch hunt against him, uh, the Obama administration politicizing and weaponizing the DOJ, the FBI – to prevent this man from being president, do you, would you agree with that, that he is the most targeted president by the deep state, the establishment, whatever you want to call it, in American history? I don't think we've experienced anything like this. As I said, these events are unprecedented. <clears throat> and the reason why I know that to be the case is that if you examine the role that every president has played, there's never been a president who was willing to take the top officials in the CIA, the FBI, and to politicize their views so that ultimately they were operating with one assumption, that the last president would not leave office even though he wasn't running, that Hillary right. Clinton is the president of the United States, 
that Donald Trump did not get 57% of the electoral vote. If you accept those things, then you believe in the deep state. I do not. And I do think it's a tragedy if the United States does not engage in a full investigation of this matter. You're absolutely right. Guys, all the best to you. A pleasure to chat with you, and I'm happy to do it again soon. Yeah, and and Herb, um, yeah, please, if you have any announcements, go ahead. If you want to give your information, tell people to check out your, um, you know, all all the stuff you're doing. My latest book is called Leading from Behind, the uh, the Obama Doctrine and the Retreat from International Affairs, which is available at Amazon and in most bookstores. So if your listeners are at all inclined to follow through, that's an interesting way to do it. Now, can you Thank please you. elaborate? Can you please elaborate on just the kind of what the book's about a little bit? What the synopsis is? The book is about the failure of the Obama foreign policy and the pathway that's been established for Donald Trump. Okay. Wow. Perfect. Okay. Very nice. And uh, your what your website and everything so everybody can check it out. LondonCenter.org. Per- perfect. It was a pleasure having you, sir. Uh, you've been an amazing guest. Gave a lot of great insight, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on soon. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Cheers. Very nice. Wow, that he was great. I mean, Herb London, everybody. Herb London. Very well done. Well done. Great guest. Great. No, he was, he was, he was good. He's a smart guy. Um, I would say that at the end of the day, he's just, um, he may be a little negative, you know, like, you know, not negative in the sense that he wants to be just, he's trying to analyze things the best he can. Um, but I, I actually think the Republicans are going to do quite well on, uh, the midterms. Maybe he doesn't see it that way, but he is right. And there's a large segment of the, uh, of people in this country that are, just far gone. I mean, they're just anything Trump, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Trump cured cancer. It doesn't matter if Trump, you know, cut everyone's taxes. They hate the guy and they will do anything to hurt him, get him impeached, whatever they have to do. So he's right about that. I just think that there's more people with common sense that are going to say, you know what? I might not like the guy a hundred percent, but his agenda is pretty damn good and it's good for my family. So, so I think at the end of the day, Republicans will win. We'll see by how much, but I don't see the Democrats winning, especially after this MS 13 animals debacle. I mean, I mean, MS 13 are savage, illegal aliens. They're, they're, they're animals. They are not humans. They are sinister, sadistic, evil thugs. And animals was too kind, and for the Democrats to defend that, that should be, they that that should be an automatic loss for them. But we'll see. Oh, one hundred percent, absolutely. Um, you're you're absolutely right. You know, and and uh, there's there's such a, the Democratic Party and a lot of their. Um, a lot, a lot of their, you know, voters have seen that they've gone so far left and have gone, um, you know, they've gone to the point where it's, 
it, it it's not even it's not even human it's not even human anymore. It, it it's you know fantasy land ideology, and, and we've seen you know because a lot of these Democrats are Democrats that you know from like the Bill Clinton and Kennedy years, and you know and that that Democratic Party, and I, I'm not even going to use Bill Clinton as an example. He's, he's not. He, I mean, you know. It's Bill Clinton since the JFK years, but we have so many Democrats that still are is stuck in a bubble and have this delusional mindset that think the Democratic Party is what it was in the JFK days. There's a lot. I talk to a lot of people, and I find this ridiculous. But there's a lot of people that I talk to that still that, and I'm talking about the older generation Democrats that still vote like it's the JFK days. And I don't understand that at all. But there but there's also a lot of those Democrats that see that you know the the radicalization and and they're and they're losing they're losing voters and they're going Republican. Like the, the, there's you know there's 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 a shift. There's definitely a shift. When you see CNN drop 30% in the ratings and you see all of these polls, Republicans now leading in the midterms, when Democrats had a double-digit lead a couple weeks ago, when you see all of these, um, you see millions of Democrats voting for Trump and voting uh, Republican in, in, um, mid, in, Senate, in Senate primaries, I mean, you're seeing the evidence is all visible. I mean, we're seeing a total turn of events, and, and this is totally, a red wave is coming. History is going to be is going to be proven wrong. Everybody says a blue wave's coming. That's what history says. Bullshit. There's going to be a huge red wave, and there's going to be an absolute um, another disappoint absolute disappoint another disappointment for the Democrats. Um, and they're going to cry. They're going to do what they did, you know, when Hillary Clinton lost. And Democrats are already getting arrogant and saying they're going to have a big blue wave and win and, and have this big, you know, celebration, and the and Republicans, you know, are lost in a, in a delusional world. And, uh, you know, m- maybe that's true for some Republicans, but not for the Trump Republicans. We're definitely not delusional. We're not, we're not fucking Paul Ryan. We're not fucking Mitch McConnell. Um, you know, so people are just wow. going to go out. People are just going to go out. And vote Republican, and, and for the candidate that Trump endorses, because they want to continue the mega agenda. Your thoughts, Solo? Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's clear to me that the left in this country, the Democrat Party, uh, stands with illegal aliens. Yeah. Uh, MS-13 illegal alien yeah. animals. Yeah. Savage yeah. animals. Yeah. animals. Uh, in New York, as I said before in the show, Andrew Cuomo uh, releasing 24,000 felons, one of which named Herman Bell, uh, killed two New York City police officers, actually ambushed them and shot him in the head. Uh, he's now to vote along. He is now free from prison and is allowed to vote along with 24,000 felons. So let's sum it up. The Democrat Party stands with illegal aliens. Illegal aliens uh, in the vicious and uh, sadistic gang of MS-13, which is 95% made up of illegal aliens, and they are indeed animals. They are savage thugs. 
And they also stand with American citizens that are felons, that have murdered police officers, that have raped, because these are the kinds of people that Andrew Cuomo <clears throat> has freed and is allowed to vote. These are felons. These are not soft crimes, somebody smoking a joint, okay? These are strong, uh, bad crimes. So at the end of the day, the Democrat Party doesn't stand with Americans. They don't stand with factory workers. They don't stand with restaurant workers. They don't stand with manufacturers. They don't stand with businesses. They stand with bad people, illegal aliens, felons, and, and everybody, as a matter of fact, they stand with Hamas. I mean, this is a party that stands with Hamas. Uh, you know, Hamas charging Israel's borders with Molotov cocktails and weapons, trying to invade Israel's country because of a friggin' embassy move. Uh, they stand with them as well. So they stand with Hamas, illegal aliens, illegal aliens in the MS-13 gang, and felons one of which who murdered two police officers. Ask me, I don't think that's a blue wave coming. I think that's a red wave coming, and I don't see how any American can be okay with the stance that the Democrats, I keep bringing it up, but I just can't understand how any Democrat would be okay with the way Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Maxine Waters have defended MS-13 thugs. I, I, I am just shocked beyond belief that anybody still votes Democrat after hearing that. Their motto is rape, control, kill. Okay? MS-13, I have a video of two illegal aliens in the gang of MS-13 that drugged, kidnapped, uh, I believe raped, sexually assaulted, whatever, a 14 or 15-year-old girl in in, uh, Houston, Texas. I have a video of them in court, in court, on trial for murder, and they kidnapped another girl, by the way, waving and laughing to the, to the cameras, giving the middle finger. These are unremorseful, human, uh, non-human shit stains. These are animalistic thugs, and they're illegal aliens. And that is who Nancy Pelosi said are people. Everyone is a person. Bullshit. These are thugs. These are, I I mean, how we're even having this discussion is beyond me, and it's disgusting. The left in this country, you want to call me far right on immigration, that's fine. I want them all out. I want them all gone. Because any of these people, I'm not even talking about MS-13 at this point. Illegal immigration, at the end of the day, you can't control it if it's not, if you're not, if you don't have a hold on illegal immigration, it doesn't mean that they're all MS-13, but guess what? If you're not, if you're not uh, having a hold on illegal immigration, MS-13 is coming in. Gang members are coming in. Drugs are coming in. They are sending drugs. They are sending rapists. They are sending murderers. They're not all angels. So if you don't have a hold on illegal immigration, the Democrats want open borders. That's who they want to come in. So anybody who thinks that the Democrats are a good choice, take a look at MS-13. Take a look at Long Island and what they've done. That's what you're voting for. You're not voting for the average family that works their ass off, that wants a better life for their family. You're voting for evil. So I don't see a red wave. I mean a blue wave. Sorry, I see a. I see a. I see a red wave. I don't know how much how big it will be by, but I don't see after this, after this whole MS-13 thing. I think the Democrats really buried themselves. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, how how can it? I mean, they have no dignity. They have no morals. They have no respect for the rule of law. I mean, they have no. They have. I mean, they're 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 they're, to, they're totally putting illegal aliens before us. Um, you know, it, it's um, it's sad. It, it really is. But the but these, by the way, these aren't just illegal aliens. Now, first of all, illegal aliens should be all the way in the back as it is anyway. They shouldn't be in front of Americans at all. But these are even worse than illegal aliens. These are illegal alien thugs that come into our country and they reap havoc. Okay, these are bad people. MS-13 is the biggest gang in America. It, 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 was, it was started in, in, in El Salvador. But, but in America, it's the biggest gang. These people are all over the place because under Barack Obama, they poured in like an invasion with open borders. These are dangerous people. As I said before, their motto is rape, kill. Anybody who doesn't know how bad MS-13 is, uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but if you want to check, go to Google and just type in MS-13 and read the first five stories that come on Google, and that's what they do. And by the way, they're not just killing other gangsters. They're killing innocent young girls, innocent young men. There was a case just in Maryland uh, last year where 10 MS-13 uh, animals, indeed animals, um, yeah. stabbed a, a, I think, a 16-year-old boy, uh, kid a hundred times, cut his heart out, and decapitated him. That is who Nancy Pelosi calls people. That is who Chuck Schumer says um, when Trump calls immigrants animals, he's speaking of our great-great-grandparents. That's who he calls our immigrant grandparents. No, those aren't our immigrant grandparents. Those are animals, and they don't have a heart. They don't have a soul. And they ought to be – the best thing for them would be to get out of the country. There's a lot worse things that should happen to these people. But that's who they stand with. I mean I keep talking about it because it is so crazy to me that we're even having this discussion. This is an issue where it should be non-negotiable. MS-13 are animals. That's it. There should be no, oh, but they are people. Bullshit. They're not people. They're thugs. They have no heart. Matter of fact, Rory, I don't know if you read, but just last week, I believe, uh, there is an MS-13 member who just is on court for in, in, on trial for murder. And do you know what his nickname is? Animal. His nickname is Animal. Yeah. Yet, we, don't, we can't call him that. Only his gangster... Thugs can call him that. So they know what they are, but we're not allowed to, you know, we have to be politically correct. Bullshit. Political correctness is dead, thank you to Donald Trump. And the Democrat Party ought to be dead after the way they've, they've, they've defended not only illegal aliens, but illegal aliens in the savage gang of MS-13. I mean, it is just beyond belief how far left these people have gone. And at the end of the day, if you got to choose... If you want to say far right or far left, I'll go far right every time on immigration, my friend. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that they want open borders, how scary is that? Well, I mean, these, this, look, this is, this is left. This is liberalism. 
This is Marxism. Not only do they want open borders, okay, they want cultural Marxism. They want to destroy everything that's good in the United States because liberals believe that America isn't good. They believe that we got, you know, we became the most powerful, uh, strong country on the face of the earth because we stole from everyone else. We stole from the Native Americans and from uh, other non-Western countries. The left, the, the cultural Marxists are, are replacing everything that's good with transgenderism, with homo... I mean, look, homosexuality. Look, I have a gay cousin, okay? I don't hate gay people. But the way they glorify it, it it's, it's out of control. And they try to they normalize it. They try to, they try to right. get their entitlement. is absolutely disgraceful. But go ahead, sorry. That's right. No, 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 that's fine. You're right. And, and I mean, look, they have the, I think there's two or three shows that are on TV now about about children that are transgenders and they have their own TV shows. There's there's a there's a seven year old drag queen that, that that's being interviewed all over the place. I mean, this is cultural Marxism of the left. They want to take family values and our culture and they want to burn it. And that's what they're doing. They want to remove God's family practices, our traditions, and that's what they're doing. And on top of that, guess what? They want open borders. So they want us to be invaded by illegal aliens. And I know this is a touchy uh, comment I'm going to say, but yeah. thank, you know, thank God for Donald Trump because we're getting a hold on immigration. But here's the bottom line. If it wasn't going to stop, if Hillary Clinton was president or Jeb ex- exclamation point was president, Guess what? Yeah. We would be invaded like never before. Those borders would be wide open. Rhett, that's right. And and I know it's not about race, and I know that's not important. But at the end of the day, if these people were in office, if the Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters and Chuck Schumer got their damn way, our border would be pour- – the, the, the people would be pouring in. And America – the faces of America – year after year, would change to Mexican. That is what our country would be. We would be turned into Mexico. That would be the faces of Mexicans, not Americans. That doesn't mean solely white, so that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying open borders is deadly. It will destroy the country. And at the end of the day, we will be outvoted by foreigners. So open borders is poisonous. It's 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 Marxism and it's it's this is what the left the communists this is what they want and we got to stand up to it because if they if they do win in November they will push for impeachment and then they will do whatever they can to keep these borders open and to get these illegals flowing in. Yeah, you know that that's you know their entire goal is to push for impeachment. I mean that that's. That's absolutely what they're going to push for. There's no doubt about it. Um, if they win back control, which is even scary to think about, which I, I don't think is going to happen. I'm almost certain. I mean, I'm, I'm almost I'm pretty much positive that there's going to be a huge red wave. And, you know, all of these candidates and, you know, there, there's just everybody, the Trump agenda going to continue. I just think that it will be fine in the House, and I think we'll be fine in the Senate. I think, you know, I just don't, I just don't see it going blue. I, I, I just can't, 
you know, I just can't see that happening. And the fact that Democrats, you know, this, this is another thing that bothers me. The fact that Democrats um, want taxpayers to be responsible for abortions, how the hell is that our responsibility? If a woman wants to get abortion, pay for it your goddamn self. Uh, well, here's the thing. It's disgusting. Has Planned Parenthood, oh, real quick, Planned Parenthood sure. is getting all of these millions of dollars, and we all know the corruption that goes on at Planned Parenthood. And Trump is getting ready. Trump is getting ready to defund, defund, uh, part, you know, defund them, which is great. Um, right. But you know, if you know, abortion be illegal, and you know, obviously, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point. But if anything, taxpayers should not be responsible. If a woman says, it's my choice, let me do what I want with my body, then you fucking pay for it, bitch. That's the thing. You know, why should taxpayers be responsible for your shit, like for, for your mess in your life? You're absolutely right. And actually, I have the numbers right in front of me because I went over them yesterday on uh, my Twitter uh, so last year, I don't have the numbers for this year. This year, they're even worse, I can guarantee you. Last year, taxpayers paid $543 million we funded for Planned Parenthood in one year. $543 million. They killed, they aborted over 380,000 babies in one year. So when the left, when these, when these liberals, these brains... When they want to talk about gun control and saving lives, take away guns. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they make no sense. Point. I have another stat right here in front of me. Okay, so you're, you recall uh, last week the Santa Fe high school shooting, right? Remember? Yeah. Okay, that was 10, 10 people dead. And then before that, this month, we have the um, uh, the other school shooting. Where was it? Parkland. Not this month. Parkland, the last month, whatever. It's February. Parkland. It was February. It was Valentine's Day. Right, right, February. Okay, so there was 17 dead there. So you got two school shootings in a couple months, right? You got a yeah. total between the both of them, you got 17 dead Dead. I'm sorry. Twenty-seven dead uh, kids. Okay. So let's go to my thing here. So this month in Chicago, there have been so far this month in May, not all year. This month in May, there have been two hundred people shot and wounded, about one hundred and ninety, and thirty-one people in Chicago shot dead. So you have two school shootings in the span of a couple months with the total of 27 deaths, okay? In this Get month off alone. Where's Black Lives ahead. Matter? Black Lives Matter. I thought, I oh. thought Black Lives Matter, man. <laughs> Black lives don't fucking matter. They don't matter unless it's a white cop that kills white a cop. black kid. That's right. And that's and a less what? than 1% chance. That's right. Black lives don't fucking matter. Take a look at the 30 people. The 30 people that 99, got shot in 99%, right. 99% of the time it's black on black crime, and you don't see Black Lives Matter talking about it. 
silence crickets, crickets in the media too, by the way. And guess what? There was a four-year-old girl just this month, just this month shot. I'm not sure if she died. She got shot in the shoulder once or twice, I believe, in a drive-by. This is a four-year-old girl. However, however, in the first week of May, there were 40, in the first three days of May, there were 43 people Different people shot in the first three days in Chicago. Do you understand that? Can you fathom that? So the media and the left is going all batshit crazy over 27 kids that died. And it sucks and it's terrible. And I feel for all them and I pray for their families. Okay. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but you're talking about 27 people that died between two school shootings in the span of three months. Okay. And in one month, one month, not, and the month's not even over yet, you already have four more people dead than 27. So you have 31 dead right now. The month's not even over. It's more than the two shootings combined, and over 200 have been shot and wounded. And no one's talking about it. Black lives matter? Bullshit. Black lives don't matter. They only matter, according to Black Lives Matter thugs, when a white cop or a white man kills a black person that is the only time they're around because it is it is and by the way Planned Parenthood take a look at the numbers they're aborting last year 6,000 babies a day 6,000 unborn lives being massacred a day by the leftists at Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood is not a bastion a safe haven for women Planned Parenthood is an abortion factory. It's a murder factory for the unborn, and they slaughter children at the span of 200 babies an hour. This is, this is, I mean, this is savagery. This is not normal. And $543 million of our hard-earned money went to go fund these leftist murderers in the sham of Planned Parenthood. So, these are the yeah. numbers, these are the facts, and no one cares. No one in the media cares. And here's the hypocrisy, and here's everything. It, it contradicts what these liberal, phony Democrats, these leftists, say they stand for life and saving people, and, you know, the guns are going to, all this, all this crap. And you know what? They don't even talk about all of the killings in Chicago. You know, we we hear about a school shooting Ever. where you get you, you get a you know you get like a, you know like eight or ten people dead, and that's headline news. But hundreds are getting shot in Chicago. Um, ba- babies are getting killed every day. If these people were so you know, cared about life so much, you would think that they would be uh, you know addressing this issue, but they're not. So you know their hypocrisy and their contradictions are absolutely um, mind-blowing. Well, it's, I mean, look, 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 they are, and I don't, look, I'm not, when, I'm not giving everyone a broad brush, but, but there is a, a group of liberals, okay, that the only thing they seem to care about is abortion. I, I mean, all they, they care about is a woman's right, a woman's right to choose. So Jesus. here's the thing. It's not bullshit. your right to choose because I'm paying for it. Go I'm pay for it with your own it. fucking money. That's right. 
And by the way, by the way, all these people that say Planned Parenthood, they do all these great things for women. That's a load of shit. They are an abortion factory. Okay, that's what they do. Okay, I was talking to this liberal the other day. He's like, I go there for for family planning, and I go there for, for, for family planning and for condoms. And I'm like, dude, you go to Planned Parenthood? Like, you're a guy. What are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Look, this is – look, these people are so far gone, and, and, I, and I fear they, they're never going to come back. So unfortunately, um, they're in our country, and we're just going to have to live with them. But these people have no problem, no problem killing babies. I mean, look at the numbers. I just gave everyone the numbers. These are real numbers, 6,000 babies a day. I mean, what are we doing? And they say, oh, it's, it's Planned Parenthood is for the minority woman. It's, it's for the people who don't have money. Okay, well, if you don't have money, why are you having sex so much? I mean, we got to, we got to, where is responsibility? I mean, where is taking, right. you know, taking responsibility of your life? These, these are principles that this country was founded on. Work hard. Do, be, be yourself, you know, wor, you know, work hard. Take responsibility for your own life. Don't turn to other people. If you're poor and you live in a bad area, let's uh, stop having sex, unprotected sex, and keep getting abortions. But let's stop doing that. I mean, but this is what we're dealing with. And, and I don't know how else to tell people other than killing babies. I mean, you're killing children. If there was, a, if there was just a picture of a face, okay, and how many yeah. people, how many unborn babies were killed last year? It would be yeah. the size. I mean, do you know how many faces you would be looking at? Three hundred eighty thousand. That's not the total of all all times. That's one year, man. That's how many babies they aborted. So Planned Parenthood, it's it's. I hate even talking about it because it should be non-negotiable. They should be defunded. Uh, it shouldn't even be a question. And of course, you have Republicans that are fighting Trump on it. I mean, you have Republicans saying. Oh, well, we shouldn't take all their funding away. Bullshit. You should take every yeah. cent away from these baby killers. They're murderers. They are murderers. And I don't understand the left's infatuation with abortion, but this is what I told you about cultural Marxism. Yep. The cultural yeah. Marxists have pushed this in our TV shows, our yeah. young kids, yeah. these, these, these uh, teenage shows where these young girls get pregnant, then they have abortions, and they glorify it. They're even glorifying suicide now on some of these shows. So, look, look, we are up against a big fight. And now Barack Obama and Michelle, Marxists themselves, are now working for Netflix. I mean, so now Netflix is going to go even further left. So this is where we come in. We have to have our own conservative Michelle, stuff, our own Michelle nationalist Obama stuff. Liter- Michelle Obama literally looks like something you'd see in the jungle. Like, I'm not – and I'm saying that I hey, – I've seen I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people before, I've and I you know I've never seen a face like that. Like there is something, the trans the transgender, uh you know conspiracy theories. I don't think they're conspiracy theories. I think it's fucking real, man. That's a dude. She's got an Adam's apple the size of a. I mean I'm serious, man. This, and you have you seen her arms? She's got the size. Her arms are the size of a linebacker in, in the NFL. I mean that woman. That I mean, we all know who wears the pants in that relationship. 
Jesus. Well, I'll Christ, tell you this man. right now. I'll tell you this what? right now. Michelle what? Obama. I'll remember, I'll never forget this 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 thing of a person. She was uh, yeah. talking when she was uh, first lady, and she goes, "Can you believe this woman was first lady of America?" Oh my God. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, what can you happened? imagine the odor? Can you imagine the odor and the smell? I mean, can you imagine all that? Jesus, man! This woman, this woman has the ass the size of a mountain, and she's talking about what what we should be serving our kids in our cafeterias. I and we all know what kind, we all know what kind of slop she gave them. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, this woman is clearly. Not a skinny yeah. woman, you know. She's got like that that unusually like fat, like gross butt. It's She's a dude. It's Michael Robinson. It's Michael Robinson. He it was a dude. <laughs> There's a story about it. It's a dude. Yeah, I, I, I read it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I how can we not? How I mean, how do and how did how can anybody deny that? I mean, how there is no way Michelle Obama was born a woman. There, I'm just sorry. And then you got the ignorant and dumb and uneducated people on the left. And I don't know why they say this. Do they just say this to get attention? Oh, look how beautiful Michelle Obama looks. Are you fucking oh, crazy? You guys just say that for attention. You guys want attention. So we all know anybody with two eyes that works properly looks at that. Everybody's and- beautiful. <laughs> you know what? Oh, is she ugly just because she's black? Is that why she's ugly? That's the kind of response you get from Democrats. No, it's not because oh, she's black. I've seen it's beautiful black women in my life. That's nothing to do with that. But you know, they like to play that game. Yeah, and then I have yeah. So like, and then I'll have to tell them I'll be like, dude, like Halle Berry is like so hot and she's black. So like, I'm not a racist, okay? <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like. We're dealing with like Martians. These are not like real people. They, they, yeah. they, people, the aliens have come to Earth. They yeah. have abducted liberals. They have uh, taken their brains. Yeah. They have replaced them with um, non-working um, garbage. And I guess yeah. hopefully in like twenty years, the aliens yeah. will come back and they'll replace them with their brains because. What we are dealing with is just, I mean, and by the way, this Trump derangement syndrome, this is real stuff, man. I mean, these people, I mean, Joe Scarborough will not give this guy credit if, 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 Trump, if Trump ended every war. That guy, war, I tell you. I mean, if, if Trump ended every war for the next hundred years, Joe Scarborough would say, well, what about the next 200 years? I mean, this guy needs to be deported. Joe Scarborough... This guy with his with his gay glasses, I can't stand him. I can't stand him with his stupid hair and his and his dumb liberal wife, his fiance Mika. 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 The president called me facelift Mika. Yeah, because you fucking you're you have a you got a facelift. What, what do you mean? Is it true? Did you get a facelift? Yeah, I got a face for the president. What do you mean to me? Uh, well, last time I checked, Joe Scarborough and Mika, all they do is attack Trump. I have, I have a, I have a video of Joe Scarborough when Donald Trump. Do you remember when Trump went to the um, what was that thing called, man? When he went to like Europe and all those countries, the G twenty. Right. He went to the G twenty. 
and I saw a clip of Joe Scarborough, and the yeah. way he spoke about President Trump is truly, like, no joking here, man. Like, it's disgusting the way he treated him. Trump yeah. was shaking hands. Trump, Trump was shaking hands with one of the leaders of um, uh, Hungary, maybe, or, or something like that. And as he's shaking his hand, Joe Scarborough goes, ugh. He goes, ugh, look at him. He, he's, he's, like a, he's like a thug. Look at him, the way he, he's, 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 he's like a gangster. He's so disgusting. What an embarrassment to our country. Look at him shaking his hand. He's mauling him like a bear, calling him a thug. And I said to myself, I said, would Joe Scarborough ever call Barack Obama a thug? I don't think so. Because I've seen Obama do some thug stuff. I, I've seen Obama do some thug handshakes with black rappers and do the, you know, do the black pump chest. I don't recall Joe Scarborough calling him a thug. So this is, yeah. you know, this is just a minor point. Oh, you're, you're, abs- you're absolutely right, 100%. And we all know it's a double standard, and we, we all know if some of the, most of the names that the media calls Trump, if they would have ever called Obama that, everybody would lo- flip their shit and lose their minds and say racist, racist, racist. Um, but I really, I want to I switch topics. I really want to talk about something really important, that Trump, there was a, now, a, a new report out today. President Trump will cut foreign aid for home countries of illegal aliens. Love it. Love oh, it. I didn't see that. Yep. President Trump to cut foreign aid for home countries of illegal aliens. I love it. Um, so, the, so he's going to cut foreign aid to like Mexico. Yeah. Well, yep. There's going to be a lot of foreign aid cut, which is great news. Oh my God. Then, I love this guy. This guy is a beast. I mean, imagine the burden that takes off taxpayers and it helps. I mean, the, the, the way it benefits our economy and all the, all the positives to that. Cause we've been waste all that money on these, you know, on this foreign aid and these illegals and, it's just so ridiculous. It's, it's, it's so Well, I have another take on it as well. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, uh, you're totally right in what you just said, uh, by the way. I also think this is a, um, a pretext uh, right. for Trump taking away uh, aid to Mexico, say. Um, I think this yeah. is a pretext because Trump is about to build that wall, like, like really, really, really. Like, he's already starting to build it, but I really think it's about to, like, extremely, like, rapidly start going. So what he's yeah. going to do is he's going to take away foreign aid from Mexico, and he's going to yeah. start saying, hey, listen, you're going to pay for this wall one way or another. You don't got to give me a check, right. but I'll just start taking away your foreign aid. I'll use that to build it. All these illegals yeah. that are giving remittances, yeah. sending all their money back, I'll take that away. Look, you Yeah, people, he'll do it. He'll, you, do it. he'll do it. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, Trump is basically saying to the, the president of Mexico, you are guilty. You are allowing all these illegals, many of them drug dealers, rapists, criminals, pour into our country, and you're not doing anything yep. about it. So I'm going to take away your foreign aid. I'm going to strangle you with trade. Yes. So you're probably yes. going to see a lot of stuff come up with trade. You've already seen it come up with NAFTA, which Mexico is very involved in. So Trump, this is a big pretext, I believe, for Trump to start getting this wall rapidly built. Like, I think it's really going to start going. And I know it's already started, but I, I really think it's going to be on a rapid pace. I think this is a pretext for that. 100, 100%. Absolutely. Um, you know, I want to, I want, you know, I want to say real quick, make an announcement. Um, in April, the NRA raised more than double 
um, raised more than double um, the three biggest gun control groups combined. So in April, the NRA raised more money than double the, th- the three biggest gun control, c- control groups combined. How amazing is that? That is, I feel like every month that passes, the NRA breaks another record. But I just want to say on the yep. air live right now, I know he's not listening, but hopefully he will later and, you know, down the road. Thank you, David Hogg. Thank you for Thank making the you. NRA so profitable, uh, yep. you know, so, you know, so known to everybody in America how to be responsible with guns and you know, the NRA is they protect our Second Amendment and, and David Hogg, he really uh he really he really made them very profitable the past couple months. Oh yeah, he absolutely he absolutely did one one hundred percent. Thank you, David Hogg. Without without a doubt. I mean that's a that's a huge announcement. It just goes to show that the gun control narrative and uh you know, it, it's phony and it's not working, and the American people are seeing right through the bullshit. Um, you know, they're they're not buying it. They're not they're not falling for it. And uh, you know, it, it's um, I mean, that's big news. That's just big news right there. Period. But when there's see, look, this is what happens when there's a tragedy. Okay, the left yeah. says, "Oh, the right doesn't care. They only want to keep their guns." No, that's not true. We actually do care. You're right about the other calf. Yeah, we do want to keep our guns because our guns had nothing to do with that. So why are you going to hurt good people? So at the end of the day, when Americans hear about people taking away guns or putting more laws on guns, more regulations, more gun control, taking guns away, most Americans say, fuck that. I'm going to give money to the NRA. I'm going to go buy a gun. You know, that that's... That's just what happens. People don't like about like hearing about the government taking away guns or, or, or banning certain guns or regulating them. People don't like hearing that. That's tyranny, man. That's what yeah, Stalin did. That's what Chavez did. This is this is tyranny. That's what that's what Hitler did before he killed millions of Jews. Yes. And uh, you know, it, it's um you know and, and I like how people are waking waking up to the reality of you know, we need the guns for our safety. And, and most, I would say the majority, more people than not, um, believe in the Second Amendment and believe in the right to protect themselves. And the ones that don't um, are absolutely, re- you know, just uneducated because the people that they're listening to, these Democrats, have guns and have people protecting them. And they have the nerve to tell their sheep, oh, we need to take right. guns away. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it, it, it's absurd. It's it, it's hypocrisy. It, it's 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 everything. I mean, it's just it's disgusting. And by the way, by the way, and laughable and laughable that the Democrats um, try to try to play that game. But let you remember the the shooting last week. Oh, uh, it didn't have to do with any sort of assault rifle, and you didn't see the media talking about. Um, That's right. You didn't see the media. You know what I mean? Well, see the media. And by the way, I just want to clear, I just wanted to uh, push on something you said. Um, it's the simplest argument, too. So if I'm driving a car and I'm drunk and I kill yeah. somebody or I kill two yeah. people, are you going to yeah. take away other people's cars? No, because right. they were responsible with their cars. Right. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's simple logic like that. I mean, you can't debate what I just said. Exactly. You know, no one can yeah. argue with what I just said. So. And by the way, I think he used a shotgun. And um, by the way, 
he took it from his parents, his father, who had legally owned guns. Now, I don't want to speak bad about the kid's parents. There's yeah. no way he didn't – he had no idea that his son was, you know, something wrong with him. Your son doesn't right. wake up one day and, and kill 10 people. So I wish the father was more responsible, you know. I, right. I don't want to blame anybody except the shooter. The shooter right. is, the, is the psychopath who did this is the main one to yeah. blame. So I'm not blaming anyone, but, but the father really – I mean, come on. You had no idea that your son was struggling this bad or he was this out of his mind. I mean, you had no idea. He just woke up one day. So, so I think there has to be some sort of responsibility on the parent here to uh, lock up his fucking guns and know his child, to be honest with you. Right, right. No, absolutely. You make a great point. Um, we're li- we're limited on time, so I'm going to move on. I, I do want to move on to a couple things. Um, yep. So, let me see here. So, obviously, big meeting tomorrow. President Trump demands total transparency on the FBI spygate ahead of Thursday's meeting. And there's going to be a big meeting tomorrow that, that gets to the bottom of a lot of what's been going on. And uh, we, I w- we will have a show tomorrow night and uh, you'll be on Zolo and we'll be uh, talking about what went on in that meeting uh, tomorrow when Trump talks, because Trump's going to get a lot of information from Rosenstein and uh, all of the people that, you know, um, are involved with what's going on with, uh, you know, the informant spying on the Trump campaign. So this is going to be very interesting. And obviously I'll get into that when, I, when, we, know, when we know more tomorrow. Absolutely. But I, I got to say, I am so yeah, sick of quick. hearing about Rosenstein. I, I'm so sick yeah. of hearing about Rosenstein. This guy, me, is, me this too, guy is a deep state hack. He's got to go. But we'll yep. find out more Ab- tomorrow. So. Absolutely. And then now um, – so Trump's immigration crackdown, real quick, an announcement. This is amazing. It's opening construction jobs for women. So where are the feminists? Where are the empowerment people? Where, why aren't you guys talking about this? You fucking hypocrites. <laughs> um, Jesus. It just, yeah, it just goes to show. Feminism and all these women on the left are just so phony. Um, you know, here's they a big thing Trump. today. Yeah, oh, yeah. And here's a big thing today that I really want to talk about, and this is absolutely unbelievable. The NFL owners vote to fine teams for disrespecting the flag and anthem. So if those, if those sons of a bitches start kneeling, as Trump would say, get those son of a bitches off the field. They're fired. If those son of a bitches start kneeling, they, the teams will get fined. You know, they can choose to stay in the locker room during the anthem, which I don't, I don't agree with. But if they come out and kneel, they will be fine. It's about, it's about so, time. And the, NF, and the NFL saw, obviously, what's happening with their ratings, and they saw right. that they need to make an adjustment, and it's about time. This should have been done a long time ago. So real quick, uh, I agree with if they kneel, they should be fined. Uh, I, I would go further. I would say suspended. Where if they get paid millions of yep. dollars, yep. and they should go yep. out there every day and put their hand over their heart, and stand for our flag. Um, I don't like the that they can stay in the locker room. I don't like that, but whatever. I don't like it either. Just, yeah. Yeah. There's one person that deserves credit but for even any of this being talked Trump, about, and that's Trump, President Trump won Donald this, Trump. Yeah, Trump, Trump won this battle. Trump won this battle. He won this fight versus the NFL. He took on the NFL. He beat the NFL just like he beat the media. And here's another thing. 
the NFL, um, you know, let, let's face it. These sons of bitches who kneel, they're only looking for attention. They're attention seekers. They're, they, they, they don't care about racial injustice. Otherwise, they go into the suburbs of Chicago and Detroit and all, of these, and, and all these struggling cities and help. But they don't. They want to yeah, kneel right. on national TV. They want to kneel on national TV and draw attention to themselves. So it's absurd. We all know that, you know, it, it's all crap. It's bunk what they, what, what they say they stand for. And it's a, it's a total lie. And here's the good news. Any other person that was president would have never, yeah. Republican especially, or Democrat, yeah. both of them, yeah. Republican or Democrat, would have never, ever um, took this head on. They would not want to take the, the, the backlash. They wouldn't want to deal with, you know, the, the bad press. But Donald Trump took it on. He took it on and he said, you know what? You stand for that flag. You stand yep. for that flag or you get off the field, you son of a bitch. And for the president of the United States to do that, we are truly blessed, man. We have the most patriotic president in American history. Yep. He took on yep. the NFL and he beat him, man. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Totally historic. Oh, he did, and without a doubt, it, it, it's it's unbelievably amazing. It's unbelievably amazing, and I'm gonna get really more into this topic on on tomorrow's show because you know I I really want to get in detail about um, you know this NFL thing because he he took on the NFL you know and he put them in check and it's, it's you know he's changing the he's changing everything for the better good our president. And uh, you gotta love it, um, you know. And, oh, here, here, here's great news. Um, businesses are leaving cities and states that are run by Democrats. Well, I mean, that's another indication of a, a good, a good sign for uh, the midterms coming up, and for people, uh, a reason for people to vote Republican. Oh well, look. At the end of the day. This is great news, but at the end of the day, who the hell wants to live in a democratically controlled state? I mean, they exactly. tax the hell out of you. Look at California. Yep. They're leaving California. Yep. Not only are they leaving yep. California, by the way, just for high taxes, they yep. really are, but they're also leaving because of the illegal alien problem. I mean, California is riddled with the illegal aliens. It's infested. So you have all these democratically controlled states like New York. So a lot of people yeah. who live in New York, they're fleeing to Florida. New York and New Jersey people are going to Florida because it's, you know, high taxes, property taxes. It's just too left, too liberal. Um, and, and it just sucks. I mean, it, the, the illegal immigrants, what they're doing with them. And then and people in California, they're going down yeah. to, you know, Arizona, you know, places like that. So, yep. Yep. It's uh, Look, at the end of the day, no one wants to pay everything they make in taxes because so, that's what California, New York, and New Jersey do. So Right. Yep, and you come to all these conservative areas, and, you're, and your businesses grow and, and uh, you know, prevail uh, amazingly. And that's why uh, a lot of businesses are coming to Arizona now. And uh, it's great okay. news. It's great news in, in so many ways. Um, I, wanna, I really want to play something, uh, a clip real quick. This is very important. Um, you know, the GOP has found a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, with the corruption, with what's going on with Trump and the spy campaign, uh, with, with, with the spying and all this stuff. Um, real quick, though, 2-4, uh, 
We'll play this, and we're going to talk about this before the show ends. Sure. The Fox News alert now, and Republicans are once again pushing for a second special counsel. New York Congressman Lee Zeldin introducing a new resolution alleging misconduct at the Justice Department and the FBI in both the Hillary Clinton email investigation and the Russia investigation. Listen. These are historic, legendary agencies that require transparency and accountability regarding the misconduct that took place. In just the past few days, we learned that the DOJ, FBI, or both, appeared to have planted at least one person into, the, into Donald Trump's presidential campaign to infiltrate and surveil the campaign. This action alone reminds us of just how necessary this resolution is, as well as the appointment of a second special counsel. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs joins me now. He is a member. So a special counsel, man, I'm so happy they're opening a special counsel. We absolutely need it because we know what Mueller's doing is wrong. And uh, it's, and Mueller and all these people, all these swamp monsters are only out to get Trump however and what, you know, however they can. And uh, the second special counsel is going to bring a lot of joy to a lot of our lives because it's going to – it's already – I mean, we're already seeing all this new stuff come out every day and all these revelations. You're absolutely right. And by the way, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to – look, I want a special counsel to start tomorrow. But, I mean, yeah. how long – I mean, it should have – this should have happened already. But now with the uh, FBI informant, uh, I pretty much guarantee the second special, special counsel is going to start very soon. And you got to give it up to these these few Republicans that actually have Donald Trump's back, because at the end of the day, I don't see Paul Ryan out there asking for a special counsel. I don't see Mitch McConnell asking for a special counsel. I don't see uh, Lindsey Graham and Jeff Flake asking for a special counsel. I see people like Lee Zeldin asking for a special counsel, uh, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows. So you got to give it up to these people because these are the these are the handful Matt of conservatives Gates. that actually support Donald Trump. And, and yeah. thank God for that, because other than the yeah. handful of the few that I named, there really aren't many Republicans that are going out there on the networks every day saying we need a second special counsel for what the Obama administration did to Donald Trump's campaign. So Jim Jordan and Lee Zeldin and, and all these people, thank God for them. They're only a handful, a handful, and I wish we had more, but thank God Trump has a few people who has have his back. It should be the whole damn party. That's what bothers me. You're absolutely right. Well, well said. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to bring, you know, a lot of justice, this special counsel, and, and we're gonna, going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, but, I mean, very, where's Paul Ryan? He's the I know. speaker of the House. Guys He's like, supposed guys to be the president's like right-hand man. I know. It's guys like that that, you know, and, you know, I'm happy he's retiring and getting the hell out of there. Paul Ryan, I can't stand him. Um, oh, no, me too. And, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, it, I'm it, sorry. It, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just absurd. Yeah, I agree with you. There's people that – the people that don't back him up, it, it, it's, it's shameful. You know, um, and, 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 really, and throughout history, the Speaker of the House yeah. of the yeah. president, you know, that's the, yeah. the same party, is usually the yeah. president's second-hand man other than the vice president. You know, so Paul Ryan should be yeah. out there. If Mitt Romney was president and this was happening to Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan would be out there every day begging for a special yes. counsel, second special counsel. But he's not because he's an establishment hack. And, 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 and people really need to realize 
how hard it is for Trump with all these people like Paul Ryan. Where's Mitch McConnell? I don't see Mitch McConnell out there every day saying we need a second special counsel. I only saw Mitch McConnell go out in front of the TVs to say the White House needs to apologize for the comments some White House aide made about John McCain. Where's his comment about – you know, where's Mitch McConnell having Trump's back saying, you know what, we need a second special counsel for the FBI sending out an informant to infiltrate the Trump campaign. It's nowhere, and that's what bothers me. But thank God for Jim Jordan and all these, you know, these five, six people that really yeah. have Trump's back because without them, it'd be very, very – it'd be even worse for President Trump. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And, and I want to I wanna get to this last topic, which I find hilarious. The judge slapped Michael Avenatti – uh, law firm with a $10 million bankruptcy judgment. So Michael <laughs> Avenatti, the the scumbag lawyer of Stormy Stinky Daniels, um, <laughs> you know, you know, he's uh, he's a he's a he's, he's a uh, just a, a total chump, just a total phony. And uh, we're seeing <laughs> he's in bankruptcy. He's in bankruptcy now. And the guy was all acting like a tough guy, like he like he was gonna do some damage. And this guy's a bitch. This guy's a fight. I mean, this is this is hilarious. And all this stuff is coming out. And now he owns he owes business his, his ex law business partner like millions of dollars. This fucking guy, I tell you. And and by the way, he also didn't pay five million dollars in taxes. But these are minor details. Oh, there's way more than that. Yeah, he's done so much. I mean, this this guy, and then West Hollywood today well, is the, filled with nothing. Oh no, go ahead. Well, sorry. The reason I was saying about is because yeah. he's been interviewed 147 times on the networks, of course, because they want to polarize him and try to hurt yeah. President Trump. And a lot of the right. times, he comments how Donald Trump never released his tax returns, and here this guy is who didn't even pay five to ten million dollars of taxes. So uh, this guy is just a typical lawyer. He's a phony, and he's a liberal, and uh, he's 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 really being exposed. And this is very very good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and you know what? There's no merit left. He's got nothing left. Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels is a joke. There's nothing left there. They tried. They failed. Like everybody fails when they try to attack Trump. Um, and we win again. That's right. We win every time. Trump is unbeatable, my friend. He cannot be beat. He really, he really is. And we got about a minute left, but I do want to say uh, a very impressive thing: uh, a Muslim, the first Muslim Republican candidate, Omar Quadrat, says he's against Sharia law and he's running for Congress in California. And we're going to be bringing him on the show at some point in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very impressive. He's all, he was all over uh, the news today in Breitbart and different articles, but, uh, being the first Republican Muslim, um, pretty impressive. The media wouldn't care about that unless he was a Democrat. I know. Uh, but, I know. But good for it, it this was, guy, it was mainly on the conservative outlets. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. And, and Hey, look, I would love to talk to the guy because he sounds like a good person, but, um, yeah. the left. The left has Keith Ellison, who's a Muslim, and seconds. he's out of his mind. So I'll oh, take this guy oh, yeah. any day. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, we got 18 seconds. I want to, I wanna, you know, Zolo, as always, my co-host, always a pleasure. Um, I want to I thank everybody.
for listening to the show. Um, you can visit the Donald J. Trump store.com for all. And that's again, that's the Donald J. Trump store.com for all your um, Donald J. Trump apparel and merchandise. Great place. You can also visit makingchristianitygreatagain.com. Again, that's makingchristianitygreatagain.com. And that's all of, uh, you know, Donald Trump apparel and religious-oriented merchandise. Both of those are my sites. You can also check out rorysodder.tv, um, you know, to know a little bit more about me. And there's some of my businesses on there. And my new media company is coming out this week. And I, uh, Zolo, you'll be a big part of that. And we have a lot that we'll be doing. We have a lot we'll Excellent. be doing, which is very, very exciting. Um, as always, um, Zolo, tell everybody your Twitter so they can find you. Absolutely. That would be at Mike underscore Zolo, Z-O-L-L-O. Perfect. There we go. So we got that all um, established. Um, you can also visit, um, check out, um, no, I know I said it all. Um, but anyways, we will have a bunch of special guests tomorrow, guys. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this is Rory Sauter for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. I hope you all have a great night. God bless. Much love. See you tomorrow, everybody. Cheers. Good night, brother. Good night, brother.